You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, hosted on the Line of Sight Podcast Network. Line of Sight is proud to host War Machine University, Brawl Machine, and Fallen Corvus, as well as numerous content creators like Field of Fire, Lightbringers, Brawler Bios, Vicarious Competition, Midnight Monpod, and Charge and Spike. You can find our content at loswarmachine.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 204 of Line of Sight. My name is Chandler. I'm here with Brett. Hi, I'm here. You are. Jaden's here, too. I am, in fact. The whole the whole squad. Are, are we Canadian now? Uh, uh, I'm hey. not going to even attempt it. Um, <laughs> I was going to go there, and then I just didn't. Are, are we going to uh, get the squad together to go get our bag with our pasta? If I say yes, do I get poutine? Um, That's really all I wanted to be a Canadian. Mm. I don't actually know. I, I mean, I am a Canadian citizen, but I haven't really used that power in a long time. You haven't, so. you haven't, used, your, you haven't used your voucher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's how yeah. it works, right? Yeah. I mean, I go and get my mom poutine from a local place like every couple of weeks and take it to her when she wants it. Does that count? That does count. There you go. Yeah. Okay, close cool. Enough. Close yeah. enough. Uh, hello, everybody. We don't really have any interesting news right now. Uh, the only things of kind of particular note is that the uh, IKRPG Kickstarter is having a, was it, a binding like printing issue. Yep. So if you get that, just, you know, email, talk to them through the Kickstarter. I think that's the important thing to communicate here. Mm -hmm. um, don't don't email private to press about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That poor Kickstarter. It's it's doing its best. Really, nothing I've seen about the posts have been like their fault. Uh, yeah, just, it's welcome to this year yep. and last year and the year prior to that. Um, <laughs> there we are. Uh, otherwise, that's about it. Things are fairly quiet. Everybody's dying in Henshold Scrolls. If you want to go check that out, go check it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's good times. I, I will uh, say we yeah. do have a, a little bit of line of sight news. And that's oh, sure. that I'm going to try and make an effort to be streaming painting every Tuesday evening around like 8, 830 Pacific time and bring on a variety of people to chat with me while I'm doing nice. it. Yeah. And I want to announce like a, a kind of gaming stream time soon. We're we're figuring out how it fits into our lives. Kind yep. of. So it's not not set in stone. Hopefully it'll be happening, but yep. And I, I went uh, in on the action, but that's even less set in stone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Also, also, uh the Patreon page has been completely restructured. So go check it out. There's a bunch of new tiers. We're we're changing it to charge by month. Um it's gonna cover a lot more things and there's a whole bunch of different rewards. Uh yep. very different than what it was. And then the final thing I have is that Captain Con is happening. Oh dear, hold on. I need to find the dates. It's in early February. I thought it was the week I, after LBO. I think it is the week after LBO. It is February 4th to February 6th in Warwick, Rhode Island. And there are many War Machine events planned, include Brawl Machine Scrambles and a late night brawl event, which, man, actually, that sounds super fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so that's happening. Um, check that out. The The web address for that is captaincon.com slash WP. Nice. So, yep. Nice. Uh, all right. 
What are we talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the kind of the the pros and cons of different point values in War Machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the, the, there was a time where the con of low point value games was that they were bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That covered everything. Uh, yep. But things have become more complicated uh and yeah it's a little bit more of an interesting an interesting topic the the nature of kind of how war machine scales is interesting it's not like a nice linear line <laughs> where it's like no. it's basically the same but smaller like it does it's not uh there's a lot of things that, that definitely change as as the point value changes i think chandler you've played a more variety of points than most of us because You've you've played huge points and you've played small points, right? I yeah, I probably just by virtue of having played some like pretty big games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've probably played the widest range. I haven't played any in Mark Three, but there was a time when I lived in Utah and me and one of the other guys got together once a month for a four hundred. Well, no, hold on, it was fifty points at the time. So yeah, four hundred point game once a month. Okay, um, and, so that, and, so, and that. And that took one week out of every month. And no, 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 no. It was me and Ryan. We play super fast. Games oh, are over in like eight good. hours. Oh, there you go. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> a perfect, a perfect game of War Machine. Just knocked right out. Well done. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the the game definitely changes a lot as things scale up. So you can go all the way in. And kind of an interesting thing about War Machine is that you can play games at zero points mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. so choose because the game is weird and has negative points, kind of. <laughs> uh, up to whatever you feel like subjecting yourself to, I guess, depending on, on uh, how <laughs> high up you take it. Um, so, I don't know, Is maybe we just start from, like, the smallest and work our way up and talk a little bit about it. Sure. Uh, sure. As far as, like, common point values. We're not going to be like, okay, now what's the pros and cons of one Three point points. games? <laughs> Three <laughs> point games. I will hey, go by you, one. You laugh, but 42 points was a really common format. In I do two. remember that. We can talk about that a little bit, at least from, like, a historical perspective. But, mm-hmm. um, okay, so zero point games. Uh, so pr- really the main, like, function of zero point games is that uh, when you go by your faction's little battle box and you're just getting into the game and you're showing up all bright eyed, uh, that's probably mm-hmm. the point value that you play because that's what you own now as as a proud owner of a battle box. <laughs> um, Although a lot of them now are less than that because a lot of the things got cheaper. So that is true. Yeah, they're a little weird, but uh, yeah, generally speaking, like zero point, it, it's not. I've never really heard anybody being like, yeah, I'm down to the shop to play some zero point games. It's not really played very often. There's a couple of issues with it. One is just the obvious thing that, like, there's an enormous amount of the game you just don't get to play, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get any solos, you don't get any units, you get a warcaster, and their warjack points in battle, in, in, sorry, their battle group points in war, whatever, war nouns. Shut up. All right. That was a sentence I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or you could use the Clash Machine terminology for all of this. And Warcasters and Warlocks and Infernal Masters are battle group controllers. And, yeah, war, you, you know, Warjacks and Warbeasts and all those other things are called War Machines. Just just throwing that out there. We do have terminology for this that we made up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. So, like, you don't get a whole lot to play with. They're not, like... So if you're playing battle boxes, they're not like horrifically unbalanced. Some are definitely better than others. Um, if you're just playing a zero point game, like whatever you want to bring, it's probably a shit show from like a, <laughs> a power level perspective. Yeah. Um, 
Any but, caster that can do work on their own, anybody with admonition, anybody yeah. with like force hammer or like TK yeah. or like any of those spells. Right. So I would say like probably the best use of a zero point game is is either literally I'm just trying to show my friend how the game works to get them interested or like some kind of unique jank format, not like an actual game to sit down and have fun together with your friend. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah. They're, I think go ahead. They're not typically a great time. Well, and the honest. problem with them is that the there isn't a scenario Mm-hmm. The, well, actually, there isn't in the core battle box rules. And nope. so, like, the game falls apart where you kind of, like, you can just keep outranging them or you run away or you, like... Have admonition. <laughs> that's also a problem, yes. Um, and so there there are no mechanics to force you to fight. And so... Yeah. It, yeah. That yeah. being said... Uh, mm-hmm. I will I will say that I've just been having this thought here. Isn't like a bunch of ze- people with zero point armies like the perfect thing for some really interesting narrative scenarios? I feel like that could be super fun. Oh, yeah, because it's super controlled. So Because yeah. you know what kind of thing people are bringing. Just because yeah. there's no solos, no warriors. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. That, that, that could definitely be really interesting. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's kind of like what I said, though. It's like it, it's better for probably some kind of either like narrative or like jank scenario or weird kind of like style or format. Um, like it can be that kind of thing can be kind of fun for you know, this is a for this is not a format I've seen in a very long time. But actually, one of the earliest formats I played in was a speed machine event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, it was not zero point. This was back in the day and it was like 15 point, but like battle group only or something like that. I don't remember. Something exactly. like that. But it was like you basically just had like a Warcaster, a Warlock and a battle group and an incredibly tiny clock. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you just had to like bash into each other really quickly with very little decision making. And it, it was pretty fun. Um, and you could do that at zero points and be functional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, you, you kind of like five minutes aside or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's like really, really tiny. And so uh like so that's kind of what I mean is it if you add some kind of other weird modifier to make it fun, something that small could be fun, but it's on its own. It's kind of awkward. Um, the next one. Yeah. Up that's, well, it also yeah. really falls apart when you like you're saying when you choose your own caster because the caster yeah, yeah, is when you're, yeah, such when you're... a huge part of the power of your list. Yes. Yeah. So like if you take one that, that doesn't want or like doesn't have an attack, you're just you're just out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, the next point value that anybody really plays is probably 25, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a bunch of things in between, but those are like, see what we said about zero point games, but you get to use like solos. Yeah, which yeah, I think not... is an important improvement for especially for a lot of factions. Yeah, yeah. so it's I mean, like we could maybe just as a side note, talk about like kind of like 15 ish. 15-ish is kind of where you get, like, a unit and a solo. So that that's sort of the first point value where you can, like, kind of play the game, like, use all of its rules for the most part, or at least all the main rules that you'll use in just about every game mm-hmm. um, to at least, like, some small extent. But uh, overall, it's... it's uh, There's not really much, like, built around that format or that, that point scale. Um, so, again, that's probably more of a stepping stone point scale than anything else. Um, yeah, the next one up really is 25 and 25 is obviously the, the one where we have spent a lot of time with mm-hmm. um, since that is the point scale of Brawl Machine. Um, now that there's 
this is this is an important thing. I've seen this discussion a few times. We we just made up Brawl Machine. Um and you you can make up not playing Brawl Machine too. So like you, you can you can just choose not to play that too. So like Brawl Machine is not the only way to play a twenty five point game. I've I've seen people even very recently taking, you know, twenty five point lists to things that are not, you know, like Brawl Machine legal lists because they're just like, yeah, I'm just having fun. Um Brawl Machine, I to me is it's so that fifteen ish point is where you're like, hey, I get to have like a unit and a solo. Twenty five is where you get like a couple choices you get to make. It's probably about the smallest point scale where you're like really making list building decisions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, either in Brawl Machine or out, and so that's why it's probably about the best like small point scale uh as far as being able to actually kind of like just play it with friends and have a good time i mean even if you're not playing brawl like you can have fun playing 25 point depending on kind of what you're looking for yeah i mean that's why we chose 25 right like we looked at 35 and we looked at a little bit lower and it was kind of that sweet spot honestly well and because we put a lot of time into brawl machine let's talk about the issues with 25 points and yeah i mean yeah it's the hacks we've, we had to put in to get around them <laughs> we've we've spent a lot of time thinking about yeah. exactly what issues 25 point games have um one of them is is a clear one in in like that that we fixed is uh potentially spamming the same thing over and over again that's probably about mm-hmm. the first point scale where something being unlimited fa and cheap uh begins to cause problems the perfect um, example in my mind is Una 2 and Scarsfell's Griffins because, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that if, if you're able to just take a lot of them, um, it becomes problematic. Another thing that we didn't really talk about for like, th- this remains true of the very small point values, like zero or, or higher than that, is certain casters um, that are extremely like oppressive melee fighters. Uh get stronger the less tools there are on the table to deal with them mm-hmm. yeah especially if they're survivable yeah it's, it's mostly comes down to survivability Out, output survivability with like output being sort of the second problem if they have a boatload of output but die to a stiff breeze then it That's doesn't true. really matter as much but if they are if they will straight drop a heavy and be like, that's the heavy you needed to kill me because you only have like one, (laughs) um, then, uh, it causes a lot of problems. And that's why like the classic example for the longest time was butcher. Right. Yep. Um, like butcher three specifically, uh, cause especially since, um, small point values, the army tends to have a smaller footprint. They tend to be closer together, uh, just by nature of like how those stuff, (laughs) <laughs> There's less stuff. The, those those tables. This is how they kind of work. Um, having a like an entire army close together in one spot is like the apocalypse if you're playing against Butcher Three, unless you have yes. like some highly specific tools for dealing with him. Because mm-hmm. um, he will pull them all in, kill all of them, and then be and then not die. Yep. <laughs> and then still be camping a ton, and yeah, just be like nightmarish to actually drop. Um, yeah. And and so like he's a really classic example. There are other casters that just like abuse the the um, uh, sort of nature of a small point. Because the thing about a smaller point game is the the smaller the point scale, yes, the less models you have, but also the less total number of attacks there are on the table. Um, so that's one reason the casters like Harbinger immediately raise flags. Um, uh, Ancient Shroud. 
ancient shroud, anything that's like this requires more attacks than normal it ends up like that number of attacks and like the amount of health harbinger has to work with or things like that. They have all been kind of balanced around a 75 point standard mm-hmm. as far as yep. how many attacks that typically means on a table. Um, now, obviously, you know, at 75 points, you can see drastically different numbers of attacks, but the the the, the common denominator is that it's always quite a few. Right. <laughs> and uh, unless it's like very specific list style. Um, so those kind of just break those things down. Um, and then the, I mean, the other issues that we found was obviously scenarios. Yeah. Uh, what scenarios do you use at 25 points, you know, pre brawl machine? Most people I think kind of tried to make steamroller scenarios work. Uh, they don't. No, <laughs> especially modern steamrolls. Steamroller they're, so scenarios. They're, they're very spread out. And your list, like the list just can't really handle that. It it doesn't work well. Um, Also kind of like the smaller number of scoring elements meant that like sending models into score felt much more dangerous if it wasn't winning you the game, which is part of one thing that ended up being uh, leading to Brawl Machine having very live scenarios. Mm -hmm. Um, Which then creates its own problems. Oh, yes. Scenario monsters can't be allowed. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and like, so the other thing, and then this is, again, uh, this, the smaller the point, this is one of those things that, that, that the smaller the point value, this is, this kind of thing scales is anything that affects like specific numbers of models or has very powerful effects on individual models. This is a reason that like telekinesis is such a strong spell and it's an even stronger spell when instead of affecting like 6% of your army, it's affecting like 20% of your army. <laughs> Yep. Um, in in one cast, right? And and that just that makes it more powerful functionally. And so some casters just kind of broke <laughs> um, the game really, really quickly. And so that's the thing you kind of have to watch out for as the games get smaller is any kind of an effect like that. You have to think about every effect that affects an individual enemy model is affecting a larger percentage of their army. Warcasters yeah. are exactly as strong, like, you know, as, as far as their numbers and everything on them in smaller point value games. And so you have to think about how that scales into the fact that the army itself is smaller. Yeah. Um, it's also worth noting that things that affect like a very specific number of models tend to be like quite a bit stronger than stuff that only affects a small number of models. Cause they're yeah, assuming uh, it'll, it'll affect like X percent, but when it's right. Yeah. Like when it's every at, model in the army, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Sevi twos feet, for example. Well, yeah, I was, I was about to say Sevi twos is a big one where it's, Nothing about the number of models it kills is different at mm-hmm. larger point value games. It's just that it's a lot more of your army at smaller point values. It's much more devastating. Um, whereas like in in a big point game, it's usually like annoying and you might lose an important couple of solos mm-hmm. unless you like really build your list in a particular way that he preys on. In Brawl, it's like, all right, I took out like your two main scoring solos and the main like it's some important models out of this unit and didn't have to do anything i'm just like sitting here yeah um it's a it's a big chunk of your army sidebar um, i never realized how good of a pun sevi preying on a list is <laughs> i got it <laughs> Jaden. <laughs> the pray, the praying I used is spelled differently from that. I, I I'm aware. No, Jaden, I don't. No, <laughs> Jaden, I was talking about praying like P R E Y, 
I know. Like, no, Jaden, you clearly <laughs> don't. <laughs> this is what you're not understanding. You're talking about praying like he's in a church, and that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit into the sentence in any way. Can you explain it to me? I think I would make it funnier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Th- that's, I mean, there's... We've spent so much time on 25 point, like, like design that we could talk about it for hours. But um, and in fact, we have and we have. <laughs> yeah. If you keep, keep going back and look at all of our st- design stuff about Brawl Machine, we'll talk about it forever. Uh, yeah, we, we spent a lot of time on that. Um, so the next one up. That actually really like sees play. Um, so we, we can talk briefly just because the number is there about the, the 42 point style, just because it was a little bit unique. Um, cause that was Highlander. Yeah. That was played at 42. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that was kind of a weird one. It had like, it had like a weird, like super FA kind of on it where you could only have like one of every kind of model. And you uh, had this was Mark. You had to have it for everybody. Yeah. This was also, yeah, this was also Mark two where 50 was the main. So it was like a slightly smaller than normal, only, only very slightly smaller than normal full size game. You had to have one of every model type um, that was available to your faction, stuff like that. Uh, and that was actually really neat just because it was a really unique list building like challenge of like what pieces do you bring when you must have one of everything. <laughs> um, lists also rarely were exactly 42 points. It was mm-hmm. you you were always kind of off because it was just hard to it's a really weird restriction to work around. Um, that was kind of a neat little piece of like War Machine's history, though, it was a cool, it was a really cool little little uh, little side version of the game. Yeah. Um, the next up is probably Fifty. Um, yeah. Fifty's not like incredibly popular, but it does see play. Uh, so the argument for Fifty is that with theme forces and points reduction, Fifty points is about as much as what mark three list started as it's actually still more is it still more oh my god yeah okay hold on yeah we, story we, time yeah J- i went, I went a little bit of looking stuff. at this yeah let me go find some numbers um hold on this is this is the stuff we talk about when we're not casting <laughs> yep um, like guys i was crunching numbers on war machine lists because yeah okay so it's my life i went back to early Mark III battle reports that I wrote on Druid's Dice. Like, I went back to the blog because finding them on our website would have taken too long. Um, it still exists, fun fact. Um, and so the last game I played on the Druid's Dice like battle report series was Wormwood against Butcher 3. So the Wormwood list now is 58 points and had no requisition options because basically there weren't any theme forces. Um, if we took the requisition points out now, let's see the two century stones would be free and the two shifting stones would be free. So five, 10, 16, it would be 42 points now. <laughs> um, the, well, you don't, you don't get two requisitions. You're right. Okay. So it would be 48 so. points. Actually, no, 47, whatever. 47 yeah. points. Uh, the butcher three list that I played against, uh, was 45 points then and would be four. 37 points now ish <laughs> yep it's wonderful that was a full-sized 75 point list in 2017 yep 
That is definitely interesting to, it was very uh, kind of eye-opening to think about. You're like, oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, and then I went back a little bit farther, and I found a Vindictus list that I was playing in theme. So I got two requisition points. Oh, no, I got three requisition points because it was 75 points. Yeah. It's 57 points now. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more. It's Yeah, it's still, you know, 20 points down, which is a lot. Is what a lot. world. Yeah, yeah, it's too heavy. Um, so. Used to be one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so fifty, I think, seems to sit in this really nice spot of being uh, still a pretty good size game. That's probably the first point where you're like really making like full size lists that'll work on current steamroller scenarios. Um, it's a you'll, yeah, it's a little tight and you're fragile, but yes, yes, yeah, uh, and um, it's also like from a time scale perspective, it's like you're kind of you kind you're getting kind of close to the full size game of War Machine, but it's also much quicker. Uh, there's just there's definitely a lot less on the table. You, you can take a chunk off the amount of time it takes to knock a game out. Obviously, Which it requires is funny a smaller... because we were playing that same number of models know, at right. the same death clock not very long ago. Well, yeah, well, it's true. But we were taking 20 minutes uh, setting up forests and planning out hellmouths. <laughs> I mean, yes, I was doing that. <laughs> What's your point? Just no, so that that's, just, that's just so time. that you can fail your ninety nine point nine percent assassination into Brett. Oh no 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 no! The, the first game that Brett and I ever played, I killed him. <laughs> he, stuck, he stuck Una in a trench, and I was like, "I think I can kill you." And he's like, "What?" Okay. And I was like, "Yeah, I think you're dead." And he's like, "All right, I'll believe it when I see it." And then I killed him. And he was like, "Oh, you weren't yeah. kidding." I was like, "No, I thought it, I was pretty sure this works." Yep. And then I uh, and then I ran the the Gatorman Bokor into command of the thing I was going to Hellmouth and Brett was like, "Gosh dang it!" I was hoping you'd forget that. Out. <laughs> yep. Um. Well, okay. So one thing about fifty points is that, um, you have to cut the like the 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 special sauce. That's that's really the difference between fifty and seventy five. You don't get to take the grievous wounds model you take in case there's a bunch of healing you don't get to take the guy that hands out magic weapons you don't get to take you know the the heavy that has overtaken berserk or whatever like Mm -hmm. your your lists are very locked into their one thing and you really don't have the wiggle room to um to fix problems which can be fun on its own right like having that very like i must fine tune this and carve out all the the fluff kind of Mm. um it is a really interesting list building process. People like me, I like to play with just all my toys. It's just how my brain works and I enjoy it. But it can be fun. It, it's one of those things where like you can get a, a lot of creativity out of being limited yes. in that respect. Cre- restrictions read creativity. Yes. And um, so 50 points, you get some really cool lists that are like much more hyper focused. Mm-hmm. Which can be very cool they, they can be fun to read through because you, you get a lot better of a sense of like what somebody was going for whereas at 75 you do kind of feel like you get all the toys <laughs> i yeah i i would almost argue that 50 points is more fun to build lists for but less fun to play <laughs> i yeah. actually think it's more fun to build lists for and more fun to play but okay <laughs> more toys on the table um that's just how i function um 75 point uh there's not really a whole lot of reason to talk about it too much. It, it's what the game has kind of been designed around in a lot of respects. Most balance. I mean, they, they try to say that it's not the case, but most balance updates and pretty much like the majority of sort of like, I mean, CID testing in the past and anything like that. It's typically done around that point scale. 
Yeah, and, and basically, um, if you suggested that there were any other game scales for anybody, you immediately got jumped on. It's like, we're not going to balance around smaller points so that this thing can be worse for that. It's like, okay, yeah. then. Yeah. Um, um, the, I do want to point out that the strength of 75 points is is the wide adoption and the fact that you can just walk in and play a 75-point game anywhere you know in the world. Yeah. Yeah, as the tournament standard, it's very like easy to easy to find games anywhere you can pretty much assume people will have the 75 point list kicking around ready to go if they're there for game night um it does require obviously a lot more financial investments and newer players it can take a little while to get there uh but um and for some people it can be a little bit more time restrictive i know i know i've seen a lot of discussions about um the game feeling a bit too long uh but that's pretty much the standard most things are balanced around it well and do you want so we're kind of getting into lots of like bigger points games and we kind of talked about how you like big games and you don't really like skirmish games and so like that's one of the problems with these bigger size games is that they take longer and so it's like you're kind of yes. having to balance against that yes yeah absolutely yeah and, and it really just comes down to the fact that like that's one thing that one of the perspectives that i have is that i have time <laughs> <laughs> like when I like when I have my game night that's like scheduled out and it's a good, you know, like five hours basically. So I'm like, eh, if I'm doing something that takes a long time, that's fine. Like it's it's good times. Um and that's that's an aspect of, of my life that's different from, you know, maybe somebody else's with a different opinion on it. Um once you go up from there, so it, it the big thing is that I mean we can sit and go off into infinity about just as it gets higher and higher and higher i've played up to i think 125 that was the most recent large size game that i played um it was two caster a couple of things that people don't always know about those larger point scales is especially as you increase the number of casters the fa on things actually increases mm -hmm. um mm. which i had forgotten about uh i could have proxied a couple things and it would have been wonderful uh because <laughs> i played uh pt i don't remember what case animag and Somebody probably thags too. Bethane one, I think. I think I was oh, just sure. trying to see how much damage I could do, um, and that's a lot of damage. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think it was those two. But uh, yeah, it it it's uh it's really interesting. It it takes um a very long time. <laughs> like I yeah enjoy playing game because this is the thing you have to think about. It. 125 points is not just if you're playing two casters, especially, it's not 50 points more than than 75. It's uh 75 points more. It's it's like roughly yes, yeah, uh, because of the uh, war beast points or warjack points. Um, it ends up being quite a bit bigger. It's actually yeah much much closer to being almost double. Uh, it's a very very big game. It takes a long time. It took us like four hours. Um. I will say that does push the limit a little bit that that was long. Uh, it's really fun, but it was one of those things where you finish and you're like, that was neat. Let's do it again in like six months when I feel like doing this again, because <laughs> it's not it's not something I want to do all the time. Um, but I don't know. It can be a lot of fun. There, There is I really enjoy just putting all my crap on a table like it's just a lot. It's just it's a good time. I was like, hey, I get to put all of my chosen and all of my like warmongers and all of my rot wings and like you're just jamming stuff into a list just having a good time making it huge and ridiculous and playing with mm -hmm. all your stuff and and you get to put it on a table and it's like packed with just an unreasonable number of models um 
the things you have to think about though is that the same as how there's a lot of effects that um at smaller point values have you know obviously an effect on a much larger portion of the table it's the opposite um where in things that that affect one thing or very specific numbers of things aren't affecting as much it's a much smaller thing but anything that just affects an area or affects all models in an area or all of your models in an area suddenly gets very strong because you can pack a lot of your models into that space and you have many, many to work with and you have all the little tools and weird toys and everything like that that you could possibly want. Um, this does mean that generally speaking, the power of certain models does get less like problematic, but only kind of because if you go to two caster and your FA increases, um, like in my game, Hellmouths were a nightmare. I only had two of them. I forgot I could have four, mm -hmm. uh, which is disgusting, and I would have felt bad for my opponent. But but even just <laughs> the two I had were still a nightmare. Turns out those are still really good at higher point yeah. values, especially when you're giving them like a million armor. Um, that was the thing. I had like two chosen and like tons of warmongers and like wings and all kinds of stuff and had like a Blightbringer and an Archangel. Like it was just... There's so much stuff on the table and you're just like, oh, my toys, look at them. They get to be on the table together. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I wouldn't even really say from like a competitive or like balance standpoint, I don't think it's really broken Two caster kind of is. Yeah. That was gonna, yeah but even then, games. like, I feel like a lot of factions can kind of make two casters sort of borked on the same level. Mm -hmm. Well, and it depends uh, on how you do it, because there's yes, just like yeah. straight up play a game like normal. And I think it breaks down pretty badly there. But if you play with the actual unbound rules and I can't remember if the current unbound rules are any good, but Ryan and I were playtesting like Mark II unbound rules and they were pretty good. Um, you sort of activate parts of your army and then your opponent activates parts of their army. And it changes things a lot because like a yeah. turn is just that segment of your army's activation. So feats that last a turn are much worse. But also, like, rounds end when the last person's activated their last thing. So if you go last with a caster who's like, this feat lasts a round, it resets the second the next turn starts. Right? Yeah, I, I do know some really bizarre issues that that causes. Um, mm -hmm. like some factions had like a really hard time functioning around it. Like, uh, the Krill stone is a good example of like, it's freaking bizarre right. in that format. Cause it's aura just ends all the time. Um, but like, yeah, like we, when we played it, we just played it straight. Like literally like just, I like my whole ass giant army for an hour. And then you activate your whole ass giant army. And like, it was fine. I was also playing with Brent though, which like. That oh, makes that makes everything, everything better. That makes everything fine. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe with somebody like if we were more of a couple of problem children, we could have maybe cut, made, broken the game in some way. But it was overall fine. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do think that, yeah, some kind of special rules have for that point value to make it work a little better would be a lot of fun. It would be really interesting. I do not have the brain space to try to work with that. But <laughs> it's, you know, and, and that's the thing. It'd be very niche, right? Like, it, it it's a huge time commitment. It's a lot of models. It's not something people do very often. And at the end of the day, when you're doing it, you're doing it just to goof off to a certain degree anyway. So if it's not super well balanced, like whatever. Yeah. Um, or to grand iron know. arena points. One of those two things. Or or to, or to game a point system that gives you more points for paying big games. Yes, that's that is another way you could use that. Um, yeah, like it's a good time. If you have like a friend that you really like, 
the kind of person you could sit and play a one-on-one like four-hour board game with uh like throw down like a huge point game and just like both try to bring broken crap and just have fun that's the thing even if they totally like break the game with some insane like numbers or weird effect you got a lot of models you can take it you'll you'll (laughs) you'll you'll soak damage and try to hit them back like you got a lot of stuff on the table it'll be fine like it's it's just a good time it's fun you socialize make it a make it just kind of a fun thing um and then you'll finish and you'll go wow that took a really long time my head hurts like that was fun but i'm very done um that was kind of our experience now this is the thing this probably just sounds cute to like the weirdos who play like eight bazillion point 40k apocalypse games and stuff like that but like don't do that but um (laughs) just don't just just don't don't yeah um yeah what like what there's there's a point where the only thing i can really tell you about the pros and cons of a game getting bigger or bigger or bigger is like drink water uh do what you mm-hmm. do what you think is fun i don't know i don't know what to tell you i'm not your dad yeah i'm not your dad yeah basically stay up all night whatever party <laughs> you know you do your thing you take whatever you got to take man um yeah that's that's basically what i got it's uh it, it's yeah. not a competitive point value but it's a good time yeah pretty much um, I will say also one other thing is that something that can make those kind of games really fun, and this was part of the rules that I was playtesting, and I highly recommend it to anybody who wants to try a game this big, is you take um, two tables. So if, if you have access to a 4 by 8 table, uh, play on those two 4 by 8 tables and shove the scenarios, put two scenarios down and shove them six inches towards the center. Um, it makes for a really interesting game, and you, I think you win by... 10 i think you just double like literally you just win by 10 um and it it you know it gives you a lot of really interesting like space to mess around with i also recommend putting a crap load of terrain on the board because mm-hmm. at that many points you better have terrain answers gosh dang it yeah yep yeah i would almost put like more than would be typical even for double a, a table oh yeah it's just, just like just, just heck just that massive up, amounts man. yeah <laughs> yep yeah yeah uh that's about that though like it's a it's fun it's interesting it's it's a it's an interesting design space to have to play around in. and we spent a lot of time in it but just kind of the the way that it's sort of the balance sort of is a, a weird curve <laughs> as you as you go kind of up and down and point scales and different things get very strong or very weak depending on on uh, kind of where you're at but yep. um yeah i think that's more or less that so in closing out i want to give a big thanks to everybody who supports us on patreon because you guys are all awesome uh if you do support us just as a note um go in and we do need everybody who is on the patreon to go in and change to one of the new tiers yes please if you could uh yeah if you want to keep supporting us that's going to be the way to do that um the other tiers are not going to do anything yeah they're they're getting deleted at the end of february actually so yes so yeah getting that swapped over would be awesome uh just as we kind of get our stuff figured out uh it'll it'll help with that kind of transition process to have the most possible number of people moved over to a new tier so uh but again thanks so much for your support all of this time and thanks for being patient with us while we figure all this out um if you want to check it out it is patreon.com slash los war machine um that's where we've got um uh yeah that's at the moment it's where we've got a whole bunch of awesome stuff as far as like uh 
um, different benefits for the different tiers. We've got a whole listed thing out on there if you want to check it out. Like I said, patreon.com slash LOS War Machine. Go check it out. It's good times. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also go to our website, which is uh, LOSWarMachine.com. You can see all of the articles, podcasts, uh, all the podcasts listed at the beginning of this podcast. Tons of different articles, all kinds of different stuff. Phil's awesome brawl machine stuff. There's a ton of things on there. Um, and if you go to the show notes for this cast on there, you'll also see a link to our Discord, which is a amazing general gaming Discord that has stuff for War Machine, as well as many, many other different games being talked about all the time, as well as a lot of just kind of random other topics. Um, we had is also where we have our mentor and mentoring channels. Uh, if you want to go in there and learn more about the game, if you feel like you need help with something, uh, also our looking for game for uh, stuff like war table and things like that is on there. You can also check out our Facebook, which is just line of sight. See everything we got going on there and you can shoot us a message if you like. Uh, that's about all I got. We did it. Woo. Good job, everybody. Uh, we will see you next week for whatever episode 205 is. Pa- Patreon pick. That's what it is. It's going to be it's going to oh, be interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're voting on it right now. Yep. Um cool. Good times. Thanks everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.